Welcome everyone to Ron's Roundtable, your unofficial podcast for all things VFriends Compete and Collect gameplay. I'm your host, Ron, and I'm thrilled to be your guide in this exciting world of strategic fun. On this show, we're diving deep into the immersive universe of VFriends Compete and Collect, exploring gameplay strategies, existing gameplay mechanics, and uncovering those hidden rule suggestions that can give you the edge that you need. Whether you're a seasoned CNC competitor or a hobbyist looking to enhance your skills, this podcast is for you. We'll be tapping into the expertise of fellow CNC enthusiasts and top-tier competitors who will share their invaluable deck-building strategies, tactics, and insights. You'll learn the secrets to outwitting your opponents and achieving victory. What's up? It's your market report as of December 16th, 2023. Looking at VFriends Compete and Collect, VFriends Collectibles, and VFriends Series 1 cards jumping out at me from what we discussed last time until this time another bunch of sales so i'm just going to start from like december 11th uh work my way up to the 16th so basically where we're at uh we had gary b run off the table at a uh, series two psa 9 mint at 17 bucks so graded card 17 dollars. you get that psa 10 you're probably looking at a hundred dollars so that's kind of crazy just the difference there uh, first and foremost, we had a rare when you live for their validation, $26. There was another rare. Um, it was a dragon or dedicated dragonfly went for $29. But here's the difference. So you got those two just regular, regular characters. Then you had a robot 062 out of 500. So a, a rare, it went for $182.50. So that's the discrepancy there. Top tier character versus just your regular character that hasn't been you know, publicized all that much. Anyhow, I know you love them. Don't get me wrong. I love my salamanders, but you know what it is. Uh, looking at a core 9.5, it's a goo, 27 bucks for a happy hermit crab. You saw a sealed box go for 300 Aussie dollars. Aussie dollars. Anyhow, that was terrible. Um, we went for a candid clownfish, 40, US, or 40 Australian dollar. It was rare. I uh, had a couple baddies run off the shelf, five dollars a piece. Core had another box run at three forty USD. Had a Flex and Fox Core one thirty fifty. Uh, Sentimental Salamander. Wonder who bought that fifty. Had just the box only. Uh, the Fox, the Phoenix, and the Alert Eight go for five dollars. Pretty interesting sale right there. Had a rare Glowworm go for forty. Had a rare ninja go for 150. So again, that top tier versus regular character. Uh, another live for their validation rare went for forty dollars. A box seven box set uh, sealed went for seventeen hundred and fifty five Canadian dollars. Um, and then he had a genuine giraffe twelve dollars entrepreneur elf that was also twelve seventy five. So looking at series two, those core cards, depending on which one it is. Um, between the two and five dollar mark, and then some of you are more top tier characters. Um, will go for more than that, obviously. You saw the the core fox go for 125, and then your rares looking at about 25 to 35 dollars, and then some of these very rares are right around that 50 to 75 dollar mark, uh, for regular characters. Series one cards, not a ton of movement, pretty wild. There was a box not too long ago that sold. Uh, it was already opened, so they knew the cards. There weren't any big hits in there, uh, from what I'm told. However, no more box sales uh, on eBay or elsewhere that I'm seeing. 
I'm using that 130 point for my market reports. I do have a Macho Man Array on the fourth, one for 222. You had a one of one Diamond Generous Gerbil. Remember, these are uh, the Series 1, $708. And then you also had a Core, The World Has Plenty of Love, Start Listening, for $280. And if you haven't already, make sure that you guys are listening to the Twitch streamers. We have To The Moon. We have Jay Courage, also on Whatnot. We also have Fanatics Live. All of these places are opportunities for you to jump into the ecosystem get cards there's always giveaways there's always fun stuff happening um so if you're interested in learning more about the breaking of of cards or packaging cards looking at different opportunities to jump into the ecosystem at at a bazillion different price points um please check these guys out wealth of information as well and they're always given opportunities to jump in today's guest courtney is the one the only courtney from Fanatics Live. You may know her from Fanatics Live or some of her other work over at 137. She's always creating content. So if you can, go look at her her uh, Twitter page. I'll link it in the show notes. So go check it out. Go to her website and look up the first video where she gets a tattoo in the middle of COVID on top of a laundry basket. I'm not even lying to you. This, this, uh, this lady's pretty wild. Um, we talk about collecting, we talk about being able to create content around some of the things that you like to do, uh, how to chop up videos and obviously how to build an amazing deck for compete and collect. She is here in studio. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Hey, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I hear you just fine. Okay. Awesome. How's your uh, how's your Sunday going? It's going well so far. It's pretty cloudy over here in Brooklyn, so been staying inside for the most part. But it's been nice. Yeah, a little bit of rain came through for us this morning. I'm over towards Pittsburgh, and uh, we had a little bit of a wet morning. But yeah, it's dried up now, and it looks looks nice out from what I can see. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you took on the chat on Friday, and you tore them up. What was up with that? You just you didn't even hold any punches at all. You just like racked two two in the column and said, "You know what? See you guys later. You stink." <laughs> no, that was just the first of many gameplay streams. We're going to be doing that weekly and going live a lot more from the V Friends card account since we just hit a thousand followers. Big shout out to Gary for helping us with that, and yeah, I'm excited for it. It'll be fun. Well, and you also were featured in the sort of the inaugural video of how to play compete and collect you and Ty Schmidt. And i um, curious, like what that process looked like whenever you were at the national. Yeah, I was, I, I was at the national um, because I prior to working with V friends, I worked with one thirty seven PM and card talk and card talk is a podcast about all things cards. If for anyone who like doesn't, no, um, or if you, if you, I don't know, do you listen to Card Talk at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Those guys are amazing. Um, I like, I actually took the market report that I do at the beginning of this podcast directly from what you guys are doing over there on Card Talk. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, sweet. Yep. So you're very familiar with the, with uh, Lou, Ryan, and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, at the national to make content for card talk and for 1 p.m 
and um, prior to the or the year before the 2023 national in 2022 in Atlantic City, I was there doing the same thing, helping Card Talk out. And at the time uh, in 2022, Card Talk and uh, Gary and V friends, we all had one booth. We were all sharing one, and so I was just helping out uh, both sides as much as I could with content and just setting up and taking down and making sure the table was like uh, being run smoothly and watched over when people had other things to attend to. And um, so then in 2023, when I came back to do uh, content again for Card Talk in 137, we had a separate booth, but, um, you know, Tyler just grabbed me and was like, hey, do you want to come help us out with this video? And I was like, yeah, of course. And so went over and helped be friends out with some content over there. Always a team player, right? When, when it, <laughs> anytime you get to play for work, I mean, I don't know if we can even call this work at this point, right? Right. It's, it's all fun. I mean, it is a job at the end of the day, but it is very fun and it's like the most fun job you can ever have. So it's great. For sure. And have you always like, are you more on the content side or do you have roots in collecting as well? Like where do you, where do you come in at? Are you do, are you double edged? Yeah, I collect myself. I've been collecting since I was a kid. Since I was like six or seven, I started collecting Pokemon cards, basketball cards. And as I got older, you know, it's like the classic story of like, as I got older, I put them on a shelf and left them alone until like my senior year of college. I listened to Card Talk and um, then I got into Gary's content and his podcast. And I was like, wow, okay, like cards are kind of like, like having a little comeback right now. And Mm -hmm. so I went home. Um, because my senior year was like kind of, of college was kind of disrupted by the pandemic and everything. And so I finished out school at, um, remotely at home. And um, from there, I while I was doing my online classes and whatnot, I sorted through my entire childhood collection and found a bunch of sweet Pokemon cards some basketball cards. And then I got right back into collecting and going to card shops and found like a whole nother aspect of the hobby, which was like the grading and the card shows and um, the national, like as a kid, I had no idea about any of those things. And then as I got older and back into it, um, just like started documenting little moments. Like I had a cool rare Yu-Gi-Oh card that I got in like the first few months of getting back into collecting and uh, turned around and sold it and like put up a video on YouTube about it. And yeah, just started to have fun with it again. And now was that after you started watching content on how to make content? Like you knew that that was something you sort of wanted to do with it, get this hobby, create the content, share the journey. Was that like in your mind or was it just like a a happy byproduct of just pursuing what you wanted to? Um, I guess it was a little bit of both. I mean, I had originally gotten into like camera work and video work as a music video like producer in like trying to direct my own music videos and like shoot them for emerging artists in Seattle when I was going uh, to school out there and uh, in that I like wanted to find different ways to build my own personal brand and of course eventually when you go down that road you stumble across Gary's content (laughs) and um, he got he got me into like he got me excited about just trying to get comfortable um, on camera and not always be behind the camera, you know, filming other people. And so started making content to promote the music videos I was making. And then just because I wanted to get some reps in and like get better at it, just started making videos on other things I was doing and 
that led to, you know, as I got back into collecting, making videos about that and eventually found a 137 and joined the team name. What is your editing software of choice then? I use Adobe Premiere Pro. And then I also am a big advocate for CapCut on the phone. Like recently I've been using that a lot more. Like I'll cut the video down like from the original length yep. in Premiere Pro. And then like once it's into like the final stage of like where I would usually start putting in like captions or special effects and stuff on Premiere Pro, I'll just export that raw file and I'll put it, I'll airdrop it to my phone and then do all that from CapCut and it like, shortens down the process a lot more because in After Effects and doing some special effects in Premiere Pro, things can get a little tedious and nitpicky. And so CapCut is just like a lifesaver and a time saver for sure. I am a big proponent. Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows I'm a CapCut maxi. I am all about it. Yeah, I used to have to do so much from PC to mobile to get it to upload everywhere. And then as soon as they change an aspect ratio, like you were SOL, it was, it was terrible. Your, your, um, templates were changing all the time. So yes, CapCut. Yes. I love CapCut. Now I'm sad. I didn't think of the idea as it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you more vertical video or horizontal video? I, I am a big lover of YouTube. Like that's my favorite platform. And that's like, what, um, you know, like my end goal is, is to like build up my own YouTube channel and like do make videos that I love there as well. In addition to uh, what I do for V friends and everything of that nature. And, um, so I love horizontal video, even though the world is, uh, is a vertical video, uh, um, hotbed right now. Bucking the system. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) anything you shoot horizontal can be turned into vertical clips if you really work for it. And so you, you really got to work for it though. Shoot Courtney. for long form and you really got to work later. for it. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I try and do the vertical videos out of horizontal and it is a difficult task, but I'm, I don't want to dive too far down that I'm probably boring the crap out of you guys uh, who are listening to this for card talk type of, uh, <laughs> type of show here. So we'll get back into the card side. Um, you did mention that you were a Pokemon collector, basketball card collector, and then back in your senior year, you kind of got back into it. What was what was like the card? Was it that Yu-Gi-Oh card that got you like fired back up to come back into the mix, or was it like, oh man, I remember this card, this card, this card, and that was that was your? I need to get more of those. Yeah, I there were two cards specifically from my like Pokemon collection growing up that got me really excited and I didn't really realize how valuable they were until like a couple months later but um there were cards that I just always had around and it was this Mew Gold Star from oh I'm gonna botch the series because I don't have it off the top of my head but it was like from early 2000s and then I had an Umbreon Delta Species and those two cards I later found out like if they were to grade well now, if I were to send them into PSA, be worth like a couple thousand. And so I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like as a kid, I had these cards just like <laughs> playing the game and like they're still in fairly good condition. I just recently sent a photo of the Mew Gold Star to a couple friends of mine who also collect Pokemon cards. And I was like, 
guys, what do you think? Like, what are the odds? You know, this kid's like a nine or 10 and they're like, I don't know. It looks pretty good. But again, that's just looking at a photo. So you can never really tell, but yeah. Yeah. We have gone over how to grade cards and things like that on some of the other podcast episodes, but I'm curious, do you, are you integrating cards at all or are you more just like collecting the raws? I have submitted a few cards for grading. I'm into both sides of it. Honestly, I really like uh, seeing the condition of a card. I'm not really super obsessed with like only having PSA 10s or, or only, you know, like high graded cards. I think, uh, you know, everyone loves a good story behind a card sometimes and sometimes some wear and tear builds a little character. Um, and so I like, I have a lot of raw cards from when I was a kid and eventually once you know like i have a big chunk of change on the side where i can just send in my whole collection to get graded i I definitely will um i just think you know there's there's nowadays when i go to collect singles i go for graded cards unless it's just one of those cards that is pretty expensive graded and then i'll go for it raw and then in that case it's just about finding the card and getting it and then whatever card i find and whatever it grades I'm cool with because that's the card, you know, I found. So yeah, definitely the, the journey of hunting for cards is one of those things that I've noticed just inside of our, our little group is half the fun. Like who has it? How do you get it? How do you negotiate? Um, I'm curious, like, has there been a recent trade or buy that you've done that you're pretty excited about? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I am actually, so prior to even realizing I was going to move to New York, I I started collecting a prism rainbow of Cam Johnson because he played for the Suns and his position on the Suns, he served as sort of like a six man, you know, like someone who comes off the bench. And when I was playing basketball growing up, like through high school, through college, that was kind of the position that I filled, the role that I filled was that six man position. And so Cam Johnson became one of my favorite uh, players very quickly. And now that I'm living in Brooklyn, you know, back when I was in LA, he got traded to um, to the Brooklyn Nets uh, from the Phoenix Suns. And I was really bummed because I was like, dang, I can't go home and, and watch him play anymore. But now I live out in Brooklyn and I'm able to, you know, go down to the Barclays Center and watch him play. So I'm excited to get back into building his rookie rainbow and then um, maybe like his first year at the Nets rainbow as well. Oh, that would be really cool. If you had the Suns rainbow and the, and the Nets rainbow right next to each other, that'd be wild. That's the goal. That's the goal. I'm not super familiar with basketball cards, so maybe you can school me here. Um, is Are the prisms, I assume that's Panini? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are they going to continue making cards throughout all of this fiasco with the NFL and and the negotiations, or are we going to get a year skip? Do you think? That's a great question. I honestly haven't been keeping a close enough eye to what's been going on between Fanatics and Panini um, on the NFL side, at least because I, I don't really dabble in football cards, so I don't know how the NBA is intertwined in that, um, but. I, I really hope we don't skip a year. I mean, that would be a big bummer for collectors, I think, just for people who, you know, have a favorite player or, like, are looking to, like, keep building um, a collection that they have. And 
you know, it would be unfortunate to skip a year. So I hope not. My thing, my fingers are crossed that we yeah. stay consistent. Yeah. I have no idea if they're even wrapped up in it at all. So I could be just totally talking crap and have no idea. Um, they may not be, <laughs> they may not be involved at all. That could definitely be a possibility as well. Like definitely. Um, as far as basketball goes outside of Cam Johnson, are you collecting any other players? Yes, I'm a big fan of, oh my gosh, um, why is his name slipping my mind right now? Oh, hold on, I gotta Google his name, this is tragic. <laughs> no problem, it happens to me all the time. Uh, Jason Williams, Jason Williams um, okay. from the Sacramento Kings back in the day, um, I, as a, as a basketball player myself, I really like prided myself on, on the assists side of the game, and so... Um, Jason Williams is someone who had a lot of, he had an art to his passing. And so, um, and he wore number 55 and growing up, I wore number five. So, um, he's a big favorite player of mine as well. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. It's funny too. And this is similar to why I have the sentimental salamander right here as my character of choice, because I feel like we make these connections with, with players, with characters, all of the above. And it's funny, like we just start to collect the things that remind us of us or something about our lives. And um, we, we yeah. seem to have like a, a connection to that. Have you ever like thought about that at all? Definitely. I think it's a big part of why people collect in general. You know, like some people collect the movie ticket stubs from when they from every movie they go to. And it, I don't know why people do it, but I guess it just is something tangible to like keep a hold of memories. And I think that is a big part of nostalgia and, and collecting as a whole. I absolutely agree with you. And I've always said that the, when like my, my regular friends, I call them my regular friends outside of web three. And they ask me about blockchain and things like that. I say, you know, anything that you put inside of that shoebox growing up, all those memory things, those are going to be on the blockchain and all of like the documents that you keep mm. in your little fireproof safe that you need to keep super safe. Like that's blockchain, you know, that keeps all of it safe. I've said that from day one about sort of this web three area because we do it like we, we just collect and we want to be able to to see it, but also keep it pristine. And there's ways to do that. I think with blockchain, but anyhow, Definitely. Have you? I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, have you dove into that side of the collectibles market with IYK sort of doing their thing with NFC chips? I know that Vayner Sports has done some things with them. Um, there's been tons of activations otherwise on toys and collectibles. I'm I'm curious, have you dove into that side of the business at all? Um, I haven't. I haven't. Personally, like I've researched it a lot, but I haven't, you know, like tested anything out myself or anything of that nature, like bought into anything. But um, I love NFC tags and I have like some ideas myself down the road that I would love to like execute around uh, NFC tags and music collectibles. And I think it's a very interesting way to I think it is the way to connect, you know, Web 2 and Web 3 in the physical and digital side of things into this like digital world that we're going to be living in, in the next 10, 15, 20 years, however long it takes for, you know, everything to kind of merge together. But I, I do believe that blockchain technology will be a big part of our lives in the next few decades. And it, it's not necessarily, 
a matter of like if it will, but like when it will. I totally am down with that as well. I think that it's going to take quite a few years to get everybody sort of, uh, you know, we transition from the check to the credit card type of thing. I think that you have, you know, five, six, seven years to get, get people on board and then just start use cases out, out. I mean, it's, it's all there. The user interface, even from two years ago to now is so much better on blockchain, like being able to bridge coins and from one to the other, the, the prices are, are relatively okay. Um, but yeah, I just think that there's this digital world that has been called out in countless movies where, you know, they're scanning something and it comes to life. I saw it over at the, at Ape Fest in Hong Kong. They were already doing things like that. Um, whenever they, I saw some places or some people down at, uh, NF, not NFT Miami, um, Art Basel in Miami where they would scan the code and the piece of art would come to life with Rug Radio. They had like a gallery there. So there's, and whenever we, my, Alyssa and I, my wife and I can't went down last year to Miami, it was the same thing. You know, it was just an, the infancy stage of that market. And I think that cards, I've already seen people on Twitter posting, I can't remember his name, but he made a, like a layout where he took the CNC cards, he scans them, and then they like, they pop up and come to life. Wow. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Very like, cool. could you imagine just playing, playing the game and then you just scan it for like, I don't know, like the end game and you get to see the whole, the whole battle play out. It'd be cool. It'd be, it'd be neat. That would be, yeah, that'd be very cool. So are you, um, are you into, I so I mean, I know that you play because you beat the chat on Friday. Um, I, listen, I'm taking a big risk even having you on at this point. If the chat is, is not on my side here, I do apologize, but you know, I had to take on somebody who's beaten all you guys to see if I can beat her. Um, what's your collection looking like with Compete and Collect at the moment? I have a ton of core cards. Um, so I actually don't have, I have like a deck to play with, but I don't have my whole collection with me because I am still waiting for my the moving company to uh, deliver all of my things yeah. from LA. So um, I have a bunch of core uh, series two cards and my favorite character is dialed in dog oh, Got the nice. hoodie just in the mail and so getting the dialed in dog rainbow going here shortly and <laughs> i'm excited for that it should be fun all right so is that the character you're going to collect dialed in dog definitely yeah dialed in dog and common sense cow those two are my my top two. All right. I, I always say it every time a guest comes on and says that that's what their character is. You got to hook them up, guys. I mean, whenever you, you <laughs> see Courtney out there or you're ripping packs and you see your dialed in dogs, you think Courtney. All right. That's just how it is. <laughs> hook her up. Common, there we go. Sense, common sense, Cal, you may have some, you may have some other, other people in the mix, but I think dialed in dog, there's, there's definitely a lot of people in the dog community. Um, but I think you could get a couple really good cards out of out of these people and on that are listening. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, so then I guess what you're saying then is I have to play my cores only deck, right? I mean we you have cores only? I I have one foil. Okay. So I'll leave one foil mm -hmm. in and we'll do all the rest core cards. 
Okay, sounds good. Yeah, because I had a, I had a deck that I just got a new card, so I was ready to to really put put it on you, but I guess we'll just go core and we'll call it even. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got. <laughs> Thanks so, for taking it easy on me. No problem, no problem. I'm a good sportsman, but I do come for the I come for the win. Uh, I got this in the mail, a very rare admiral. Oh, let's go! That's so sweet. Yeah, so I was gonna. I put this in my deck. I so everybody on here, you know that I always. I'm pretty open about the deck build. I took out my very rare skilled skeleton and I added back a rare skeleton. I took out a forever Phoenix foil and then I added the um, skeleton as a rare. And then my admiral was a core before, so I had to take I had to take a, a different core. So I took the phoenix. So I was really strategizing over here, court. I was I was strategizing. I wanted to really come in here and 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 do some dirty work here. But we'll have I some fun. It. We'll have some I fun playing. So other than other than the other day when you were on on fanatics, have you been playing? Are you like? Or was that really just one of the first times other than at, at the National? I played at the National a little bit. And then that was probably, I would say, my second or third time playing the game on Friday. So I'm familiar with the rules and have dabbled a bit. But I'm excited to get more into it as as time goes on. Yeah. Well, you, so what you're saying is you beat the chat two to one with very limited experience. Am I echoing on your side? Um, not, it was just lagging a little bit, but it seems to be better now. Okay. There was a little glitch there. So I'm going to, I'm calling in with my, my other card cam and then we'll get, we'll get to playing here. Sweet. All right, hopefully that's good. Turn on the camera. Nice. Let me switch that around. All right. The chaos that is the set here. <laughs> this, I love it. This is the card I'm trying to get Gary to trade for. I want his salamander one of one. And I'll give him that... Uh, I'll trade him that Gem Mint 10 Perfect Persian. So if you're listening, Whoa. the offer's on the table. Let's go. <laughs> Two, three, four. Eight, nine, ten. I love the collection of the squishies. That's an impressive collection right there. <laughs> yeah, that's the full season one. Full season one right there. All right. So I have that one and that one. All right, 20 cards. Well, I need to put one foil in here. One foil. Which one should we put in? I got you. I got a I actually got a new binder the other day too that I'm pretty excited about. <clears throat> Shout out to AT for hooking up with some alpha. It's a card where you can keep them in the top loader here, 
and then put them into the case. Mm, nice. Yeah, it's it's actually I can use one of those. It's really nice. This is so this is what it looks like. I got it on Amazon. And then it's just like these are all oh, that's sweet. These are all top loaders. So, that's sweet. Right? I definitely need one of those. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, dude, I cuz I was getting really nervous. I kept taking out my black cats and like, you know, these are these are cards that like I'd like to have nice for a while. And I'm just sitting here playing with them. Right, like yeah. A jackass. <laughs> 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 All right. Let me um I don't think this is gonna yeah, it's not charged. Sorry to the moon. I can't use your stuff today. I do apologize. I usually use their game board, but uh it's a little a little late in the game to be coming here with a uh, a dead iPad, try and use it. So I'm just going to keep it on paper. <laughs> all right. You can see all my notes here. All right, so you can call heads or tails. So heads is actually this side, the Courage Show. And then okay. Carson Caramels is tails. Let's go ahead and call it in the air. All right. Tails. All right, it is heads. And actually, so I will defend first. Let me fire up this OBS so we can uh, make this official. In case I do lose, there is video evidence of of the occurrence. I wouldn't want anybody saying that I deleted the footage here. (laughs) All right. We've got window capture. Bam. Start recording. I use OBS Studios. I just screen record what's going on. All right. Nice. So I am going to defend first. So I'm going to leave that on your side. And then, like I said, I'm just going to keep track of the score on the notepad here. Sounds good. All right. You're up. All right, I am going to go skill. Except 23. 19. Ooh, dial All right, dog. to you. All right, so we have aura, skill, stamina. And I do not recommend, I've, I've come across this, see it's ass whenever you do this. So <laughs> just just be careful. <laughs> and then Wow, I never realized that. <laughs> I didn't realize it until my last my my episode last week and I was like, "Hmm, okay." <laughs> Note to self that that actually spells out. I should probably just like aura skill just to be sure. You know, this is this is supposed to be family friendly here. Oh, yeah. All right. So I have one skill <laughs> My attack. I attack or I decline and go skill. Except nineteen. Twenty-four. Woo! Astro action against a goldfish. It's not even fair. It's not even fair. <laughs> Alright, your attack. Alright, I'm going to go stamina. Except. 
23. 20. Dang. All right. I lucked out there. Hey, what's up, kid? What's good, bud? Nothing. Just uh, doing the podcast, playing some cards. You getting ready to go to the game? Nice. Oh, yeah. She's going to the pit basketball game. She's a big basketball player. Actually, Courtney's a basketball player as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she was. Uh, did you play college basketball? I did, yeah, for two years. Yeah, she did for two years. Where, Where at? University of Puget Sound in Seattle. Puget Sound in Seattle. University of Puget Sound. Hmm. I'll, I'll look it up. Nice. Yeah. All right, well, have fun at the game. She's going to the pit basketball game. I think I said that. Yes, Enjoy. I love you very much. Nice. Love you too, kiddo. Let's go. I will. See ya. I'm trying to win this game here. All right, focus in. I'm locked in. Let's go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> She's a goofball. All right. Um, I think it's my attack because you attacked stamina. I accepted. So it's back on me. All right. I attack Oro. I accept. Ooh, 20. The seahorse. 23. That's beautiful. One to Aura. Your attack. All right, I'm going to go Stamina. Except the consistent cougar. 24. 24, me too. Oh, man, that's your only oh. <laughs> So two, yeah. two Stamina. I'm curious, why didn't you call TTT? Because that's your only foil in the, in the deck. So that's going to be your only opportunity to call it. Ah. <laughs> I have faith. I have faith. <laughs> you have faith. Okay. okay. Gotcha. All right. It stays on you because you we tied. All right. I'm gonna go stamina again. Uh decline aura. I accept. Twenty-five. Seventeen. Oh, I didn't even have a chance. That's crazy. <laughs> One, two, and then that was uh, that was two in the stamina, and then these mm-hmm. get erased. Ooh, that was big swing, big swing. All right, my attack. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, aura. I accept. Twenty-five. Twenty-one. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> I'm sweating over here. I'm sweating. Your attack. Well, those are the two strongest cards in this deck, so I think we're all right. (laughs) I attack skill. Decline stamina. Decline aura. All right, I'm going to go for the three. Okay, yeah, I accept. Aura, 23. 16. Oh! You got it. <laughs> One, two, three. I got six aura. Oh, we're so close. I got to be careful now. All right. It's my attack. I hate to do this to you. TTT. Fire chicken. Oh. Against the peaceful pelican. You know, you of all the characters to go after is the peaceful pelican just sitting there just being all peaceful and then just just fire chicken them. Being peaceful. Minding his 
his own business. It's bird on bird violence. <laughs> bird on bird crime. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, that's that. I used so this deck here, we were playing a cores only tournament, and you had to use this is just like an interesting concept for a game. You had to use a character between fifty and sixty-nine, one character from each number. And that equaled out to be twenty characters. So that was your deck, and that's sort of what that's what I'm playing with is that deck mixed in with like a couple other other cards here. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Deck. That was that was a quick game. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a bad one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cards. That's that's quite a few cards to get through. Almost half the deck. Definitely. That's what I. That's sort of what I see is maybe five, five to seven minute games for the most part. They're pretty quick. That that was about what it was taking Con and I to get through game when we were practicing for Friday stream. Yeah, and that's that's almost where some of the some of the folks like we talk about you know different game rules that we would like to see changed and and what to stay the same. And some people have thrown out the idea to have more as far as what it takes to win. So instead of seven, you go nine or instead of nine, you go, you know, 11 or something. It could get crazy. So you could get more shuffles into the deck. Um, I'm curious, like what your thoughts are on the current rule set. Have you thought at all about sort of the evolution of it? Um, personally, I'm still getting uh, to get a feel of the game for you know what the rules are right now, and I've been enjoying it. I think there's a lot of bluffing that goes into it. I think that uh, you know you can kind of get in people's heads when when it comes to picking and choosing your strategy and in which set you want to go with. So I'm a big fan of, of where it is right now. I know that you know that we're always looking for ways to improve on things, and I, I'm not. I can't really speak on. You know how it will evolve in the near future, or future in general. But um, I think that it'll, like with everything, it'll it'll grow as time goes on. Yeah, the evolution just even from the first sort of role play of of war to this game has certainly gained some some good exposure from us as far as playing it. We play it a lot more now that now that it's not just war because that was kind of lame. Um, so I'm glad to see that there's something to do with the other scores as well. And also, have you thought or have you seen, you know, you peek behind the curtain here. Have you seen any more of the background cards coming around other than the rainbow planet card? Instead, just uh, with the background cards, have you seen any additional background cards other than rainbow planet? I haven't. Mm-mm. Man, she's tight-lipped, guys. She's tight-lipped. They haven't seen any yet, so she says. I don't know. You you tell me if you believe her. Um, no, also, <laughs> those those are sort of the, the tease ever since the National, uh, those background cards. So I'm always interested to see what the team is working on, if we can squeeze any info out of you. Um, but not the case today. All good. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to... To check out what you got going on, I know that you do a lot in the music scene. Uh, you're you're always trying to hone in your skills on creating content. Where are some places that they can 
follow you at on your journey into that all of all of the above yeah i you can follow along anywhere on well i should say at connect the dot on any platform my last name is a little tricky to spell but it's k-n-e-c-h-t and then t-h-e-d-o-t yeah I'll tell you what, I went for 15 minutes the other night whenever you came on to Fanatics Live the first time, and I was like, connect the dots. I'm spelling connect the dots. I, I'm, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. And finally, uh, somebody DM'd me and was like, no, it's with a K, K-N-E-C, you know, the whole thing. So yeah, spell it right, guys. It comes right up. <laughs> all good well hey thanks for uh thanks for joining me here and uh we'll have to do a round two whenever you beef up your deck and um and then you can come in and beat me at least give me a, a run for my money here okay absolutely i'm gonna definitely need a rematch so right. give me some time to build up a solid deck here once my once my shipment comes in from the moving company money. and we'll get back to it all right sounds good i'm already uh i'm already expecting it so all right Thank you, Courtney. I appreciate it. And uh, till next time, guys, keep building those decks. Stay strong. Take care, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to stay updated with each exciting episode. Until next time, may your strategies be sharp and your decks ever victorious.